Hey, welcome to Urban Planning is Not Boring. I'm Sam. And I'm Nat. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Urban Planning is Not Boring. We are really excited today. We have some guests who are going to be talking a little bit about some work that they do with CoCensus. And for those of you who don't know what CoCensus is, it is a full-service solution in, to transform public feedback from meetings, surveys, and conversations into insights and reports. They partner with planning and transportation teams to create inclusive surveys and interpret community needs for design product projects. And today we are going to be talking about a new product that CoCensus is launching called Civic X. So today we have three folks joining us from CoCensus. We have Autumn, who is the ethics and research design lead, Nicole, who is a software engineer, and Giovanni, who works in product marketing. And I want to invite you all to introduce yourselves and tell us a bit more about your role with CoCensus. So Autumn, if you want to go ahead and kick it off, that would be great. I appreciate that introduction. Thanks so much, Sam and Nat, for having us. Um, yeah, uh, my name is Autumn Bodwin, uh, the Ethics and Research Design Lead at CoCensus. Uh, and what does that entail? That's a great question. Um, it's really quite cross-disciplinary. Um, my job looks at everything from how do we make this product ethical at a you know technological level down to how do we ensure that we are being an ethical organization at that um, you know the the company business model level um, how do we ensure that we are using rigorous research as we build a product that helps researchers and designers to do research. Um, so it's really quite multifaceted, and I have a, a blast putting on many different hats every single day. Amazing. Thank you so much. And Nicole, if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself. Hi, I'm Nicole. Um, I, like Autumn, also wear a lot of different hats at CoCensus. Um, I am involved as like a software developer. I also um, take the lead on a lot of our sustainability initiatives, and I work to map out new solutions for our company. And that's kind of how I plugged into this new um, this new process, Civic X, that we're introducing. And I'll hand it to Giovanni to introduce himself. Thank you, Nicole. I'm Giovanni. I'm the product marketing manager at CoSenses, and I would also wear a lot of different hats from working from sales to product to growth customer success i would really consider myself also like the urban planner but in marketing my job is really to be the voice of the customer our members our users so it's taking feedback a lot of interviews and listening to what really are the needs and the pain points and so that we can build products and features that really matter so that Urban planners and designers can be impactful in their day to day. So that would be what I do. Thank you all so much for kind of sharing your various backgrounds and just really want to acknowledge the work that you're already doing. And, you know, as Sam and I were kind of exploring the work that 
your organization is focused on, one of the key aspects that you tend to emphasize is intentional engagement with underrepresented communities. And so we're kind of hoping that you can start by giving us an overview of CoSensus and the core values that drive your work and also how CoSensus can help organizations achieve this emphasis on intentional engagement and why it's so crucial to both the design and planning process. Yeah, I feel like we can, we all have different things to say about this. There's so much to say, but um, I can just start by saying that something that really guides us is that we are always community informed rather than being data informed. And a lot of times these end up being um, equated in like traditional practices, but we really believe that um, design work needs to be rooted in people's personal experiences and that data sometimes fails to capture what those are. So we always try to lead with being community informed, informed by people who are going to be most impacted by design work. And like part of this means understanding the different limitations of data, like um, what happens when data is inappropriately con contextualized, when it's not thoroughly collected. What does this mean for misrepresenting community voices and creating a, a disconnect with um, community members? And so those are the things that we really try to address and we are designing to um, to build solutions around. And I'll say like with this, like one thing that I really return to is trying to think through like how can we make data processes feel closer to storytelling, feel more personal and less like extractive. Yeah, um, I think Nicole hit the nail on the head. Um, the part that I'll add is just that like nitty gritty, what what does consensus do? Um, and, you know, you can tell from Nicole's uh, kind of overview of like how we do it, um, that we really try to apply this in even what our product is. So our product uh, helps urban planners and other folks who are in the uh, urban design and um, you know innovation areas to make reaching out to the people who are most impacted by their projects the center of those projects. So um, helping them to think more intentionally about the questions that they're asking of community members, and then taking those qualitative stories, uh, those that word data, those like really rich um, that the good stuff <laughs> um, from that uh, work and those projects, and our product actually synthesizes that. So we. Um, can just import an Excel file or a CSV or even a video um, and transcribe that from a variety of different languages and turn that into a dashboard where you can see the biggest insights that are coming directly from the community um, and see what stories are coming out, what stories draw folks together, how they're reacting to the project that you're proposing or the ideas that you're sharing with them or even giving you ideas. Um, you can filter by solutions offered up by the community. So um, I think, yeah, we, we 
that's what we do on a day-to-day basis and how we do it is uh, even more embedded in, um, you know, the practices of how we work together and how we work with our members and our community members as urban planners. Thank you both for that. I think um, something of note is just, it's so cool how it's like real time feedback. And I know we had discussed this when we first met and how you can kind of, you know, pivot or expand your audience or change kind of your strategies. And so I think that that's one really cool thing about the services that Cosensus offers. And I kind of want to get into why, one of the reasons that we're all here today, which is the development of this new kind of tool called Civic X. And so I would love if we could kind of talk through what the inspiration was for this tool, and then we'll get more into the, into what it does and how it contributes to um, engagement. But I guess just the inspiration for the tool would be great. I can jumpstart that. I started research that led to Civic X over two years ago, actually. Um, the prompt was something along the lines of what would measuring community trust in institutions look like? Um, and after like literature reviews, interviews with some leaders in uh in that field, uh that question kind of turned into a hypothesis that philanthropic institutions might have a better way to measure um, the impact of their investments and thereby the trust of a community than the institutions that were trying to measure the trust in themselves. Um, But ultimately, what we actually turned all of that background research and conversations and learnings and lessons into um, was we kind of realized we didn't want to go into philanthropy. That wasn't our uh, expertise, right? We're we're from the urban planning space. We're from the urban sociology space, from the behavior change space. And so we took a step back, asked ourselves, well, what can we do around this? And so I handed off all of these insights from these conversations about public trust, about um, concerns that were coming from our uh, from our clients of Cosensus around them not hearing from the quote unquote right people to inform their projects. And so I handed this all off to Nicole and asked them to uh, turn it into a product. And so that is what CivicX has turned into and I'll let them take it away on, on what it actually is. Yeah, so that was um, all like the primer that um, was handed over to me. And that was a really big question to sit with, like how do we build trust with community members that we're actually able to gather the data that is needed in order to like use a tool like CoSensus. Um, And so from there i really started to try and think about like what are the what are these like limitations and um around understanding community experiences through data analysis and i think like one big part of that like that i kept returning to is that in the process of doing data analysis so much of like the responses that are gathered um uh, from community voices end up getting completely separated from 
the community members themselves, or if there is any information around like the community member, it's very like very limiting demographic data, basically, which is extremely reductive and actually like feeds distrust in communities because it causes people to feel like they're being extracted from and it feels invasive. So those are the things that I was trying to really address with Civic X. And something with that that I um, ended up trying to design around is how do we actually capture how people are how people are impacted by these designs and how do we use that as context for the data itself and what that ended up looking like is building out a process where we work with planners to optimize their surveys for community engagement and then can build out a dashboard for them to um to visualize their engagement in different ways but we don't want this these visualizations to be just rooted in demographics. We want them to be um, shaped by how are people actually related to the project itself. So that means collecting information on if it's like a, tran a, a project related to public transportation, collecting information on people around how they are moving through cities, how frequently do they use different public transportation systems, understanding like really what are people's different relationships to the project, how will they be impacted? And then this allows planners to understand who's being engaged in their um, in their data sets, who's being represented, and also who's being left out. So this became a this process and this combination of like a process and a tool is a way for planners to understand where their engagement lies and also through having access to that understanding be more intentional with their engagement practices. This is extremely meaningful work that you are all doing and I really just loved hearing about kind of the way that the vision started and where it's gotten to and you know, Sam and I are constantly talking about on the podcast, especially we've had many guests that come in, you know, talking about public engagement and the way that we are, you know, allowing communities voices to be heard. And often it feels, you know, currently that community engagement isn't always the most intentional. And so I do think tools like this are extremely important and necessary so that planning practices can also be advanced and just, you know, can really be more representative of community in which, you know, projects are serving. Um, and so one of the things that Sam and I are curious to know is if you can kind of provide insights into the potential outcomes for organizations that would choose to use Civic X compared to those that wouldn't. And then also how does incorporating Civic X impact the quality and inclusivity of their projects or initiatives? Um, I think like what one thing that Civic X becomes really helpful for planners to do is really visualize where their gaps in engagement are and turn enga community engagement into a more rigorous and iterative process where they understand who is has not been included in their engagement processes. So within the dashboard itself, you can um, you can set goals for your engagement and you can also identify different um, like target engagement groups, which are just 
which are just like groups of people who you as a planner think absolutely need to be included in your um, engagement process. These are typically going to be people who have been historically really impacted by whatever the like project is related to or um, are just are are just uh, more vulnerable to whatever the changes are going to be. So um, through the dashboard, you can filter your responses, your data through those different, the lenses of those different um, groups and see, um, have you like reached your goals? Have you actually engaged those voices from those um, community members? And I think that's extremely helpful because um, without something like Civic X, it's you're unable to um, see who's being left out, whose voices are not being represented, um, and like where the gaps are. Thank you, Nicole. I think just a little cherry on top of uh, example is that one that we're all familiar with, right? Um, we all know that white retirees are the primary respondents to most public engagement forums, right? And I love them. I have some very healthy grandparents who are vigorously involved in their local communities. Um, and that said, the more redlined and suburban voices aren't necessarily the primary voices that we would need to hear from if we were, for example, improving a business corridor through the uh, new American population to connect the new American population and a certain part of town with job opportunities, again, for example, right? So prioritizing the vibrancy and connectedness of those particular folks whose first language isn't necessarily English um, by identifying that, that, that the group who speaks Khmer uh, are the primary target engagement groups who you want to reach out to for that particular project and being able to measure and see in real time on this dashboard that your um, hopes and dreams of reaching out to X percent of folks who speak Khmer uh, and to represent their voices in this project, um, you can be responsive to seeing that most respondents aren't from that community. and. Um, mid-project, change your marketing stream and structure to uh, engage those voices more directly. Um, so the idea is that we can be more responsive in the process by being more intentional before the process even begins. Um, and so hopefully that intentionality will um you know, uh, lead to even more inclusivity and equity in the long run. Yeah, thank you both. Um, I definitely feel like engagement, at least where I have been in California, the kind of mindset has moved the, a little bit from, you know, we're doing this to check the box because this needs to happen for this you know, public project to know like equity and engagement need to be at the core of what we're doing. And so I feel like, you know, tools like this that can kind of make that process more streamlined for those who are, you know, conducting the engagement or on the project and kind of take the weight off of 
you know, the person who might be doing more than just engagement on the project and have this tool to kind of streamline it is a really awesome, you know, thing that that people can can lean on. And yeah, I think that it's just and like you said, and like I said earlier, like the real time aspect of it is kind of like still just super cool to me. I'm I'm trying to wrap my head around it. So it's just really awesome. Um, and I'm curious, just we like to look forward a lot on this podcast also. So as CoSensus continues to make an impact, what excites you the most about the future of community engagement and design and planning and the role that CoSensus can and will play in shaping these fields? I'm already so excited about the exact same thing that you just touched on, Sam, of this, in, like, even if it's just small little ticks in the direction towards not just trying to check the box, right? Um, seeing the uptick in folks being more committed to this work, learning more about it. Um, we actually offer lessons um, and educational content and even just seeing excitement about that is so exciting um, because I think that this is one of the most impactful levers that can be pulled to shift the world um, and, you know, at least the United States and our local communities that we're working in uh, towards something a little bit more sustainable and regenerative and community oriented and, you know, sharing economy, circular economy, all the things that one might, uh, you know, aspire towards. Um, I think this is a really powerful lever and it's, uh, already exciting to see the shift towards folks recognizing that lever and leaning into using it more intentionally. Yeah, I would agree that um, it does seem like there's a lot of like motivation and um, alignment and values that um, based on like our members and like the people who we um, work with. And so like, that's really exciting to see that values alignment and it just means that we need the tools in order to like work towards um towards like making um on making like data more um tell the stories that actually needs to be told and i mean one thing that i'm really excited about with civic x in particular is i just think like there's so much potential for like visualizing data in new ways and um, revealing like new, like um, like revealing new insights in the data through this approach. And just, I think that there's a lot of room for this, this to grow. Um, the, one of like my favorite books is the book Data Feminism. And it talks about embracing pluralism and trying to explore data through all of these different um, combinations of like contexts. And I think like the more that we can offer that to planners, it, like the more powerful like of a tool Civic X can be. Thank you both for kind of talking about the kind of ways that this tool and engagement in general and the tr the kind of trajectory that we're on is you know hopeful I think 
in planning and in um, design, like it is kind of easy to feel pessimistic about the future and look at the state of a lot of our communities and feel kind of disheartened. But I feel like it is always really important to come back to why we're doing what we're doing, optimism about the future and kind of motivation to make it better. And I feel like that is really coming through for both of you. So I really appreciate that. Um, and obviously we will link information about CoSensus and this tool in the episode description. So for everyone listening, please check that out. Um, but for those who are interested in leveraging this tool and perhaps others from CoSensus for their projects or initiatives, first, um, how would they go about doing that? And second, do you have any advice that you would give to maximize the benefits from this platform and ensure meaningful engagement? Oh, what a good question. Um, I'm going to have to ponder that. Nicole, you ponder the second half of that while I spiel our website things. Okay. <laughs> Great. Um, yeah, so uh, to find us, uh, we're at cosensus.io, C-O-C-E-N-S-U-S dot I-O. Um, and um, to join this uh, adventure on Civic X, which we're only releasing in alpha right now, um, you can sign up on that website to be one of our partners as we build it out. Um, and that'll be pretty easy to find as a banner at the top of the site um, by the time this episode comes out. So be on the lookout for that. Um, I'm trying to think of like one takeaway. Nicole, what's what's your recommendation? Yeah, I mean, I just want to echo like what Sam was saying about how difficult it is to be hopeful. Like, I just I hear you like it is difficult. And like one of my favorite quotes is like hope is a discipline by Mario Makaba. And I like return to that every day. And I think that is so central to doing this work as well as like every day trying to practice hope through what we're through what we're building here. And I would say just like the advice that I would offer um, really comes from something that's been shared with us from our existing members, which is just that um, the people we really we work with really appreciate having like um, co-conspirators from our team, collaborators in their work. So they uh, they really value having people to work with from the co-census team. So if our work feels aligned with something that um, you're working on, I think like my recommendation would just be reaching out to us early in your process, early in the like project that you're working on. And um, that would be, I think, the way to like maximize the benefits that our team has to offer. Yeah, the earlier you add intentionality to the project, the more effective and far-reaching that intentionality, um, you know, threads through the project. So halfway through is not the time. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's a good that's a good one, Nicole. Thanks. Yeah, and I like how you highlight kind of the people at CoSensus being of like available 
to kind of offer, um, I guess, some like consultation on the process. Um, that's really cool that once you kind of are, you know, working with Cosensus that that is available. Um, but yeah, I just want to thank all of you for taking the time out of your day to chat with us. And we are really excited and just happy that we can play a part in, you know, amplifying this tool and Cosensus as um as a company. And so it's it's been a really great conversation. And I feel like I've come out of it feeling a lot more hopeful about the future of planning projects and the engagement and equity considerations that will go into them. So thank you all for taking the time and yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Right back at you. Looking forward to uplifting this amazing and very fun podcast. Yes. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much for listening. We really hope that you enjoyed this episode of Urban Planning is Not Boring. If you did, please remember to send us to your friends and follow us uh, wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, guys, urban planning is not boring. No, it is not.